0: Thank you so much for joining us here and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. And myself, my name is Chris Swan. 419-794-3030, that's the phone number, 419-794-3030, online, Headquarters.com. On today's show, how to know when you can retire. Washington State's going to start taxing people who don't buy long-term care insurance, Good. Our states be next and what NFL football Hall of Famer Ray Lewis had to say about retirement. All this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys. Nolan and Scott, welcome back. How are you guys doing today?
1: We're doing great. You know, it's kind of wrapping up summertime, getting ready for fall. And for me personally, uh, getting ready for hockey season. So Mm -hmm. my uh, youngest is playing double A travel for our own Toledo Cherokee and excited to go out and spend most weekends in some hockey arena. Um, In fact, that's actually one of the events that we have coming up um, for our semi-annual economic update. Mm -hmm. Going to be, uh, you know, coming up here in October, so not too far out. We've got a couple of the Toledo walleye players going to be joining us for our game. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. So hockey is uh, always a fun time. I don't know. Uh, I love summer, but I guess if it's going to be cold out, I might as well be in an arena somewhere. So for <laughs> you know anybody who's listening, if you want to meet some of the walleye players, learn about our economic update, of course, just stop on over to our website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. You can uh, find out about some of those upcoming events that we have. Uh, Absolutely.
2: But times are good. Yeah, you know, uh, Nolan. I don't know how you did it uh, early in the year. You were traveling and you were out like, uh, well, you were having layovers here at home, right? Um, I was in Texas and then Pittsburgh, and uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't digging there a whole lot. I like being home and being more productive and working working here. But it was neat to see uh, Pittsburgh, got some great ideas, and uh, down uh, working with uh, Josh Perkins down in uh, our Texas office it was great to be down there and um, helping them out with Medicare and, and uh, getting rolling, uh, ramping up for AEP, which is coming. Uh, gosh, man, that's coming. About a month and a half and we're gonna be flying through AEP. Another year coming to an end.
0: It's funny you guys talking about the different seasons that are coming up. No one mentioning the hockey season that that's upcoming, you mentioning the annual election period, and you know, your your love or disdain from traveling just goes to show you know people have different preferences. It's the same sort of thing when it comes to retirement, what you may wanna do isn't gonna suit your neighbor, isn't necessarily going to suit your your former co-workers. Hopefully it suits your spouse, you guys are on the same page there. But it comes down to having the plan that's best suited for you. And that's what the team at America's Retirement Headquarters is here for, creating a plan to get you through retirement. So again, that number 419-794-3030, or go to America's americasretirementheadquarters.com. As Nolan mentioned, a lot of great events coming up there. Click on the events tab at America's Retirement americasretirementheadquarters.com. But let's start the show off with, uh, I think, a pretty interesting question here. Would you be embarrassed if someone you knew had access to your lifelong search history? Just over 70% in a new survey. Admit, uh, yeah, the answer is yes. And That actually sent me down a rabbit hole of some of the strangest financial searches on Google, which include, is it illegal to spend fake money? Can I buy a life insurance on my ex-husband? And how to invest with no money. I also looked at the top 10 searches about personal finance and this one actually stood out. When can I retire? So I'm not going to ask you guys about your previous search histories. I want to know, how do you figure uh, that out? When can people retire when it comes to incoming clients?
1: You know, I guess the the search history, I think it's, I thought it's always been there. You know, my phone is always listening to right. us mm-hmm. uh, all the time, no matter what I say. Uh, so the other day I was talking with a friend about a particular car And wouldn't you know? In my Facebook feed, that that car shows up, (laughs) and I see different ads on there. So I know they're using that information, uh, obviously, to to track us and the different results that we do. Uh, I guess they say times aren't like they used to be, right? That is for sure. (laughs) Times are not. Remember those good old days as a kid, where uh, you know you just had to get off the grind, and nobody would listen to you except the friends that you're hanging out with. But you know, we do live in different times, and you know, different times really come true when looking at how to retire. Um, You know, it used to be in the past, you'd work for a company for um, most of your lifetime. It'd be pretty common that somebody would go work at a company. Uh, They'd, you know, build up a nice retirement pension. They'd be able to comfortably retire off of that pension, Social Security, and hopefully they saved up a a little bit of money. And, you know, what we see today is we've seen that trend drastically change. And that change has been, uh, pensions have really become a thing of the past, um, you know, for myself, I'm in you know my mid 40s, and, and I think for my generation and younger, pensions haven't really been around. Right. It's always been about you know save for yourself and things like a exactly. traditional 401k or and an IRA. And that question of when can I retire, I think, does give a lot of concern for people nowadays that are getting close to or just moving into retirement or, or thinking about retirement that is because of the I think the uncertainty that they have about you know what is the market going to do like if you look at this year 2022 you know we started off with kind of a rocky start to the market Mm -hmm. this year things were down Uh, last year the market was good so it makes it more challenging I'd say for a retiree today to kind of figure that out and so I think that's one of the areas that you can come in and and take a look at it what you want to do is you want to break up your portfolio into different buckets of money to help you answer those questions as far as what things look like. Uh, In fact, if you haven't done so yet, take a minute, just Google independent income system and or again, visit our website and on the main page, you'll see the threats and opportunities facing today's retirees. And we'll talk more about this, but it's things like breaking down what your income goals are, looking at then what your reliable sources of income are. So there are still reliable sources Mm -hmm. of income. Social security, uh, if you're blessed enough to have a pension uh, and or annuity income, can be reliable sources of income. Uh, Dividends and interest, things like that, can be a little bit more reliable. And that can help remove some of the concerns about what the volatility is within the stock market part of the portfolio. Uh, I know you probably get that question a lot, Scott Absolutely. too. And the, the question I would say that you oftentimes get is, uh, you know, how do I pay for healthcare-related costs, and how is that going to impact when I can retire?
2: With people with the Medicare, one of the things that we I always talk about is if you can establish a health savings account. It's a piece. It's another one of those buckets of money that you can set aside. You know, I've got some clients that have forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 sitting in a health savings account. It's a piece of that investment pie. That is going to help offset some of those big expenses that could come up with health care. Like we've talked many, many times before, if you want to totally blow up somebody's uh, um, retirement portfolio, don't sell them the right insurance plan. Don't have the right plans put in place for for health insurance and um and it doesn't even have to be health insurance you know your your personal home and auto we've talked about that you know you have the wrong uh, home policy and you lose your home to a fire or a catastrophe you're on your own it's important to make sure that you look at all of those type of things
1: yeah, and one of the things that we put together is, you know, kind of our three-step process is how to better manage your money, protect your hard-earned assets, and efficiently plan your estate. It's really kind of a three-step process, and within that process, there's different checklists that we make available. Things like looking at debt elimination plans, looking at creating a financial inventory, stress testing your portfolio from a market downturn, identifying if you're going to retire early, you know, how to get affordable healthcare costs, how to protect your assets from a long-term care crisis. You know how to protect your spouse's surviving income if you have somebody that passes away prematurely so if you haven't gone through the retirement guys game plan checklist that's also uh, something that we can make available for our listeners and i think going through those questions and taking a look at those things in between looking at the independent income system and then looking at the retirement guys game plan checklist will help you address how to know when you can retire
0: Taking a look at these things and then going through the checklist is a great place to start as far as setting the framework for figuring it out. The next step, of course, is setting up a time and start creating that plan, uh, you know, entirely at America's Retirement Headquarters. So give a call right now, 419-794-3030, or go online, America's Retirement Headquarters.com. You can also take a look, do one of those Google searches. Not a strange one, but just look up the independent income system, find out more about that. And then when you're ready to get started with the, the team, start developing that plan in its entirety, 419 794 so Wall Street uh, feeling optimistic lately as a lot of people think the Fed has a handle on inflation. But economist Stephanie Pomboy tells Fox Business that the stock markets, well, they're wearing blinders.
1: I think the Fed's problem is that they're
0: looking in rear view mirror statistics like the employment numbers. But as long as the Fed has its eyes trained on the payroll number and is boxed in by, you know, eight and a half percent inflation, I think the markets are really over their skis and wildly optimistic about where we're going. So she thinks we could sink into a recession before things get better. What are you guys telling your clients that are worried about the retirement savings right now?
1: Well, we do the semi annual economic update. So every six months we kind of share, you know, what's happened in the market, what our opinion is of the market. That is one of the things that we'll be talking about uh, in our next uh, economic update. The, at the beginning of the show, I was talking about with the, the walleyes where we've got uh, two of our Toledo walleye players that are coming out talking about does the best defense or offense win games. Uh, we'll be sharing our opinion. The reality is, you know, when we look at the stock market, the stock market doesn't care what my opinion is. Mm-hmm. We're always willing to give our opinion about what we think the market's going to do based upon, you know, continued increase in interest rates. So, you know, what does history tell us? Well, we, history tells us when the Fed aggressively raises interest rates, the markets tend to not perform well mm-hmm. and it does drag on growth related stocks. That's what we've seen happen this year. We can also say, you know, even with the pullback that we saw in the first half of the year, if we look at something like this Schiller-PE ratio, which was created uh, by Dr. Robert Schiller, which is uh, a guy who won the Nobel Prize for his ability to pick the valuations in the marketplace— the P.E. ratio is still at a very elevated risk. In fact, if you look at where we're at right now, the P.E. ratio uh, as of you know the beginning here of September is right at about 30, which was the same measurement that it was back on the Black Tuesday back in 1929. So it's one of those times that, you know, I think there's opportunities out there if you're very selective on what you buy and what you own, but it's also a market that you have to be careful about. The other thing that I question is the leadership in this country. Right now, Um, you know, if I look at the past administration versus this administration, you know, are we, you know, putting too much strain on our country with continued spending? Uh, Lack of direction, lack of focus on the United States and giving money overseas and focusing on Mm -hmm. other places. You know, I think, in my opinion, Washington's lost sight of the direction of where things are going. and, And all of those things, they spell disaster. Now, again, I love this country. I served in the United States Marine Corps. I still think America is the best country ever. Uh, so I think it's one of those things that will get through this. We've gotten through tough times before, but it's an area to not be driving, looking in your rearview mirror. Right. You want to be making those decisions looking forward and looking forward using technology like what we would call the retirement GPS system to have a GPS kind of help navigate you forward, avoiding some of those potential blind spots and traps that could be out there, as well as taking advantage of opportunity. And, you know, volatility is not always a bad thing. Volatility can create opportunity. It's you, the investor, and how you respond to that will make the difference between success or pain when it comes to that retirement journey. And of course, that's what we wanna do is help you avoid those common mistakes and make sure you make smart decisions with your money no matter what the market does
0: being able to take some of that emotion out of your retirement plan because we all know when it comes time to make emotional decisions sometimes uh, that can get in the way and cloud our judgment so having a more tactical approach having an actual plan put in place to fall back on and consult when times do seem tough or a little stressful uh, all starts with a phone call 419-794-3030 or go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com don't forget the events tab there you can find out more about that economic update that they have coming up uh, next month at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Guys, the cost of long-term care can be $10,000 a month or more. No wonder so many say that it's one of the huge gotcha expenses when it comes to retirement. And now a dozen states are actually considering implementing a tax on people who don't carry long-term care insurance. Got to ask, is it smart to buy a policy now to avoid paying possible taxes later? How do you help clients prepare for long-term care costs?
1: Yeah, when we were doing today's show and I was kind of researching that, that's, you know, shocking news that I think most people are not aware of because it really hasn't impacted us here in in Ohio. But, you know, Washington residents were recently given a short period of time to have qualified long-term care insurance policies in place to avoid the payroll tax of 0.058% of all earned income. Uh, However, the governor signed into law back January 27th, 2022, Uh, it's now delayed until implementation until July 1st of 2023, but the states will not give residents more time to obtain coverage to avoid the tax. Uh, so, again, you know, one more tax. And, you know, a big part of the reason why they're doing this is if you look at the, the government, they're broke, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're broke. And whether it's Medicare or, in this case, Medicaid, you know, the, the states are really kind of running out of money. And that's one more uh, thing that they're going to do is start to tax people. Um, there There's many other states that are actually looking at including a tax similar to this. You've got California, Michigan, Minnesota, New York, Alaska, Colorado, Hawaii, Illinois, Missouri, North Carolina, Oregon, and Utah uh, have also started to follow that lead. So long-term care, I think, is something important to take a look at. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, both of us with decades of years of experience in the industry, what we've seen is we've seen the long-term care kind of shift a little bit. Um, if you look at it back in the the younger days when I was in the business, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, what it would be common is a uh, married couple would go out and buy what's called a traditional long-term care insurance mm-hmm. policy. Uh, you would select benefits for things like in a nursing home, at home, adult daycare, how long you want those benefits to last, and you would have a premium. But What we've seen now happen over the years is because the health care costs have exploded, Uh, many of those traditional policies have had rate increase after rate increase after rate increase, uh, making it very unaffordable for the average retired couple to afford traditional long-term care insurance. Now, in addition to that, what you've had happen is most of the carriers uh, have gotten out of the business of traditional long-term care insurance. So, you know, here the government's going to tax somebody. In a situation where they don't have maybe a lot of traditional choices, um, and it's another grab at people's money.
2: And not only that, but it's a qualified long-term care policy. Well, who's going to set the guidelines for a qualified? Well, obviously, we know who that is. It's the government, right? You know, it's a shame. I wonder what the numbers are, Nolan, on the number of people that purchased a long-term care policy, say, 20 years ago. How many of them still have it today? Because like you said, the increase in premiums for that have skyrocketed, and a lot of companies have completely done away with it, like you mentioned. They've gone to this hybrid plan, which we both agree that the hybrid plans are are a really good option. It gives you that long-term care coverage. It also gives you coverage for some life insurance benefits, where if you pass away before you exhaust your long-term care uh you know benefits then you'll your beneficiary will actually get some of the proceeds the traditional plans never really had that before does that make sense it it does so
1: i had recently met with a couple they're in their early 90s uh, very healthy people they purchased long-term care insurance years ago before they even had an opportunity to meet our our firm but they had called in because they had got a letter from their insurance carrier mm-hmm. that their premiums over the next couple of years are going up by another 80% yeah oh. so they're like oh my gosh you know w- what do we do you know like, we're in our 90s although we're healthy now you know we realize things can change in a hurry and you know do we pay these high costs or You know, do we select some other option, which was to lower the uh, length of time they could get benefits, they could lower their inflation rider, they could, you know, lower their different options. So, you know, for those of you that have traditional long term care insurance now, I'd say great job. If you get one of those letters and you're not sure what to do about your coverage. You know, please reach out if uh, to your agent or if you want a second opinion, uh, we're more than happy to have a conversation with it. But, you know, Scott, I I think you're really on to something. I think that the government is missing somewhat of the boat on, you know, our focus, I think, needs to be how to keep somebody out of a nursing home. Absolutely. That needs to be the focus. You know, I have yet, after all of these years, found anybody who says, hey, you know, I want to go into a nursing home. (laughs) Now. (laughs) <laughs> Most guys I talk to, they'll say, "Nolan, I'm going to have somebody take me behind the woodshed." Right? Yes, That's what absolutely. I hear. Yeah. You know, which which is, sounds like a traditional male attitude, but it all sounds good until something bad happens. Right. Especially when you're dealing with diminished mental capacity and some of the strain that that can have on a family and how long that that can last. So again, what I would say is the best takeaway here is you can't dwell too much about what the government's going to do with taxes. Right you know we can vote and you should vote uh, and vote people out that are not spending money the way that you want them to do but then roll that back and to say what can I do to control my own situation my best advice here is to develop a plan that says if you or a loved one need long-term medical care what is our solution to minimize the financial impact and help us maintain control and independence so we don't end up in a facility because again if I think about a traditional relationship um, my wife you know was a Christian family she does a fantastic job taking care of the kids running them to dentists and sporting events and you know keeping the household all put together and then um, you know, if I get hurt or sick, she's my primary caregiver. Right, right. Well, if I pass away, the question becomes who's going to be there to take care of my wife? Exactly. And I think why that stat is so high of females to males needing care is you know females just like everybody they tend to slow down and then there's nobody there to take care of them. So the solution that you talked about of protecting your assets without buying traditional long term care insurance, if you're a listener and you don't know about that solution, uh, that's a great approach to take a look at it. It's like moving money from your left pocket to your right pocket. So as scott pointed out it can still have a cash value associated with it in case you need the money uh, it could be passed on to your beneficiaries in the form of life insurance which if set up correctly could be tax-free probate free cash mm-hmm. for replacement income for the spouse or it can provide you know some of those benefits if you get hurt or sick or terminally ill and need some coverage along the way so you know really good choice i'd say
2: yeah you know one of the things that you want to make sure the the state supplied benefit is thirty-six thousand five hundred. well the number is anywhere from one to three years. You know, if, you, if you're three years in a, in a skilled nursing, uh, nursing home, that's $1,000 a month. A skilled nursing home is 10000 a month. Well, I know, but if the average cost is thirty six five, well, that's Medicaid paying that. What kind of facility do you think you're going to go in if Medicaid is paying that number? They're going to take every penny you have, spend that down, and then you're going to be on a Medicaid program, and you're not going to have any say, nor will your family have any say in what kind of facility or care that you're going to get. We want to help you make sure that you don't have to go through that and put a plan in place now so you don't have to worry about that in the future.
0: Being able to explore the different options that you have available to you, because the numbers that I've seen recently, guys, they say if you're retiring, you're in retirement age, there's about a 75% chance that... At least one of you, you or your spouse, are going to need some form of uh, long-term, you know, medical assistance, and we certainly hope, you know, you don't have to, but the odds are right there. Like I said, seventy-five percent chance. So, uh, taking this seriously and figuring out what is going to work best for you, and, and there's a lot of different options out there to explore what those are. Give a call to the team at America's Retirement Headquarters 419-794-3030, or you can go online to America's Retirement Headquarters Let's talk about Social Security really quick. The earliest that you can claim is sixty two. But the benefit that she'd receive is much lower than if you waited until age 67 or 70. So really, it comes down to math, trying to figure out that break-even point. For example, the average American man lives to be 78. So with that in mind, knowing, you know, that that's the average age, can you run through some scenarios to illustrate when people should take Social Security?
1: Well, a lot of times I ask people about when are they going to draw Social Security? And it's oftentimes I hear the answer of right when I retire. If you look at the statistics, if you go to the Social Security government website, roughly about 70 percent of people elect to draw benefits before their full retirement age. So again, in this example, you can take benefits as early as 62. But if you take benefits early, what happens is you face a lifetime penalty. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it and and you run the numbers for an average married couple, Social Security can be the cornerstone of a retiree's retirement income. It still is Mm -hmm. true to this day. So you know, I'm curious, and I ask people, I say, well, why would you accept a lifetime penalty when you have income for life guaranteed by the full faith and pledge of the United States government back with an inflation-adjusted benefit that provides a spousal and survivor benefit? And that is sometimes often what I hear. Right. Well, I've run the numbers, and I wanted to look at what it took for me to break even. Or, you know, I've heard that Social Security is going to run out of money, so I better get it while I can. Sure if we look at the break-even analysis i think that's the wrong approach that is looking at you know again how long it's going to take before i get all my money back and it's usually somewhere in in the mid-70s instead of looking at it as break-even i'm gonna bet on you retiring and living a long time so again look at it as what if you don't break even what if you're not the average person what if you and your family live longer than the average i'm betting bet on how to get you the most amount of lifetime income over the course of your life and when you factor it in there could be other situations where not drawing social security early could make sense like If you've already got money saved up in other investment vehicles, it may make sense to take money out of your IRA, your 401k or your personal savings and not select that lifetime penalty. This again, though, is one of those areas where it's not every answer is right for everybody. Now, if you break down the numbers, taking social security at 62, let's say the paychecks $1,180. $1,180. At age 78, you have collected $226,000. So the breakeven point would be age 76. So you know maybe that was a good move. If you take Social Security at age 67, the check will have increased to $1,790 a month. At 78, you will have collected $236,000. So the breakeven point there is age 81. So again, not a good move unless you outlive that age 81. Mm-hmm. If you take Social Security age 70, your paycheck is now all the way up to $2,300 a month. At age 78, you've collected just $226,000. So you have to live well into your 80s before making it one that's worthwhile. And, you know, it's no wonder why so many people decide to draw benefits uh, early and why actually this studies show only 4% of people uh, wait until age 70 to collect their benefit. But again, if we look at longevity, people are living longer. And, you know, my goal is to make sure that our clients have the maximum amount of income for their lifetime. The best answer here, again, just like anything that we're talking about, is have us run a social security optimization report. What we can do is we can take your information, we can put it in our software, and the first question we'll ask you is, we'll say, you know, well, what were you originally thinking when you were going to draw social security? We can run that analysis and show you. Then what we can do is we can say, okay, based upon mathematical evidence, You know, of course, we don't know what longevity really plays out to be, but based upon what we think it could be for your family situation, what could be the best approach? The Social Security analysis, I think, is something that every person that's close to or in retirement time should have done. Ours is really tailored to your individual situation and taking it to more of a comprehensive approach when we're looking at everything all combined together to help you make the best decision to not only look at the break even but to try to look at how to get your family the most amount of lifetime income.
0: If we all knew how long we were going to live and that was the only factor in play here this would be a very easy situation it wouldn't even be a problem I'm hesitant Mm -hmm. to call that but. We don't know how long we're going to live, and it is not the only factor. So there's a lot of math, a lot of variables in there, and sitting down and speaking with people who know the ins and the outs that can help you with that. And as Nolan mentioned, the good people at the Social Security office, th- those aren't the ones you want to call. You want to speak to your professionals like the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, figure out what's going to be the right strategy for you and your spouse going forward. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. That's 419-794-3030 or go online or go online americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, should you continue working in your senior years? An article in USA Today listed some pros and cons. You guys have the list in front of you there. What do you think of these? Uh, do you have any clients that come to mind when you read these?
1: I, I definitely have, you know, several clients that come into mind. But, you know, one thing I would say is, you know, we uh, we come up on 9/11. I wanted to just take a minute and thank all of the people out there that have served our military, mm-hmm. not only our active duty but our, our veterans. As you know, a lot of our listeners know I uh, was in the Marine Corps. I served in the Marine Wing Support Group, uh, just a little bit north here over at Suffrage Air National Guard Base in the Reserves. Uh, my brother was in the Air Force. Got stationed. Uh, a month before 9/11 at the Pentagon, and uh, was there the they, the Pentagon got attacked and the World Trade Centers went down, and uh, got a Commandants Medal for running in things and running in and saving people. So, um, you know, 9/11 it's it's always one of those moments that I think we got to take a moment and thank our veterans, active duty, and I appreciate everybody out there that that's done that for us. The other thing I would say about that topic is, um, you know, I've been actively involved in a local organization called Hooves. And, you know, what we do is we rescue horses to rescue veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, last uh, few weeks, we had our caregivers retreat and we had uh, 15 people that went through our caregivers retreat. Uh, that was an opportunity for spouses and loved ones of military Uh, families that are suffering from from post-traumatic stress. We've got another event coming up in October for our veterans. Um, If you are a veteran or know of a veteran that has some challenges, we're here to help create your blueprint for life, uh, help you get back on track and talk a little bit about that. We also have an event, uh, maybe if you're not impacted, uh, maybe you're not a veteran, but you love our military, Uh, We also have a a Party Like a Dutton. Our Yellowstone event is coming up September 17th. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a couple of tickets left if you want to come out to the ranch and see all the great things that we have. Uh, We have 31 rescue horses. We've got a fun night lined up. Uh, You can get all of those event details on the website hooves.us. So click on the events tab and you can... uh, Come out to one of those events and see some of the great things that are are happening for our veterans right here in Northwest Ohio.
2: Nolan, is Beth going to be there? Yes, I think there's probably (laughs) going to be a couple of Beths that are out there. If anybody that uh, watches the show, you know what that means.
1: I still got to figure out who I'm going to look like, but uh, maybe Uh, just Cowboy Baker,
2: I guess. There you go, Cowboy Baker, yeah. Well, you know, getting back to the topic, it's an awesome topic. This is kind of near and dear to my heart. Uh, The first first pro is... um, uh, you know, several studies show that um, connection between working in older ages will improve your, your your mind function and things like that. That, I can tell you, is absolutely uh, crucial. You know, you see a lot of people that retire. Yes, you know, you've worked 40, 45 years of your life and you retire and you take a little time to sit back and take a deep breath, right? But you don't want to sit back and take a deep breath for 5, 10 years. Um, You know, one of the biggest issues that I noticed, you know, with my dad before he passed was toward the end of his life. He really got to a point where things were very difficult for him, and it was very difficult for him to handle emotionally not being able to do things. Um, You know, I I love my mother dearly, and I talk about her a lot. Um, She, every time I stop to see her, she's doing something whether it's a crossword puzzle um, uh, or, or whatever. She's doing something. She's got a new sewing machine and she's sewing. So she's staying active. And I think working into your senior years is going to help that. I think that's very important. And it's also like we were talking before, that's a way to maybe keep you out of a nursing home facility, right? I mean, working and up and, you know, getting out off the couch, getting out and about is one very, very big pro. Would you not agree? I'd agree. You know, it's the same thing I
1: experienced with my own mom, uh, just trying to get her out of the house and get her moving and, you know, keep going. I think that's, you know, good for the health. That's good for the mind. It's good for the body. Um, you know, and then again, if you do something, your savings are going to last longer. Sure. Um, we recently, if you've been listening to the show, you might remember that, uh, not that long ago we went out and we went on Lake Erie and we did some walleye fishing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with captain will and, uh, just had a blast. And I know he's been retired for quite some time, but yep. it's something he goes out and enjoys doing. I can see myself as a fishing boat captain. I yeah. like that <laughs> getting out on the water and taking people out, uh, Cruising around on a boat is not a bad gig. I could do that. Uh, And, of course, in this case, you know, it it helps bring in additional income. We have a lot of clients that I say transition into retirement time, meaning what they do is they go to more of a consulting capacity. Mm -hmm. They can kind of work on their schedule, makes things a lot flexible uh, and helps kind of with some of the shortfall. Now, one of the things that you do have to be careful about, as we just talked about, about Social Security, One of the other things that people may not be aware of, you can get hit hard. You can get hit really hard if you collect Social Security before your full retirement age. You're going to be subject to income thresholds. Mm -hmm. Those income thresholds, um, you can end up losing a significant amount of your Social Security if you go over those income thresholds and you're still working while collecting Social Security before your full retirement age. So watch out for that one. Um, and you know, again, you don't have to delay your full retirement experience. It's okay to maybe slow down, have more fun, do more things, but still be an active member. Um, The last thing is, is I talked about with Hooves, you know, we're a volunteer organization. Uh, You know, we're run by volunteers. There's so many great volunteers here in Northwest Ohio. You know, with our committed to the 4019 show, you've seen different things that we're we're doing and interviewing people that are making a difference, whether it's uh, organizations that are building beds to get people off the ground or, you know, saving and rescuing local animals. These are things that allow a retiree to go from success to significance. And again, it can be good health benefits, sometimes financial benefits for doing that. And it really kind of continues to give you a good purpose in life.
2: Yeah, there's no question. You know, imagine I know when you went and saw um, uh, Vice President Pence, you know, he talked about that a little bit as well. But imagine working 40 to 45 years of your life and all of a sudden you retire and the next day you don't have to get up in the morning and do that daily routine. Mm. I don't know what I would do. I mean, I really don't know what I would do. I'm like, well, I would uh, take a couple of weeks and rest a little bit, but then maybe start a call. I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. And there's a lot of people out there that are like that. Now, one thing I will add, you know, maybe a con to all of this working is if you've got a high-stress job, get out of there. I mean, that's not something that's going to be helping you uh, you know, physically or, or, or mentally, emotionally, you know, you're going to be a wreck and, and that stress. I've got some clients um, uh, that are also your clients as well, and um, uh, the gentleman is retired like three times, and they keep, he keeps going back because they call him back, mm-hmm. and he finally retired, and he's he's actually like 70, 72 years old, and he says, I'm finally done with this. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of pros and cons to it, and... and hey, if if it's time for you to sit back and enjoy life a little bit and do a little traveling in your senior years, that's great. If not, get a little side gig.
0: Again, you know, it's not saying you have to full-on retire from something to something like pick up another nine-to-five job. My dad, I've told this story before, you know, he did 23 years in the Army and then retirement hit him and he didn't know what to do. He was 43 and, you know, he spent a year sitting around on the couch. He got hooked on Days of Our Lives and and water soaps and things like that. My mom kind of had a strong arm in him going back. He did another 18 years as a civilian contractor after that. Uh, that is what he wanted to do. And then when he did retire for good, uh, he's now working at the front office of the church where he's also a minister at. He's been a, a member of that church for, uh, gosh, 30-something years at this point. Um, that is what he wanted to do now. He's retired from something to something, and that takes up a little bit of his time. Uh, but find something to, to occupy your mind. Maybe it's, you know, being a full-time grandparent. Maybe it is traveling more. Whatever it is you want to do, need to have a plan put around it and make sure that it is uh, feasible and that you don't have to do that thing that i don't think anyone really wants to do and that is unretire and then have to go back to that nine to five without proper planning it all starts with a simple conversation with the team at america's retirement headquarters real easy to get in touch with you can go online to the website americasretirementheadquarters.com or schedule a time to speak with them 419-794-3030 once again that's 419-794-3030 So as NFL football resumes this weekend, we actually had a chance recently to sit down with some Hall of Famers and ask them about retirement. One of them, middle linebacker Ray Lewis, who spent his entire 17-year career with the Baltimore Ravens, he told us the first step, well, it's to get a plan.
2: A lot of people talk about mental health. What I started focusing on is what does mental wealth mean? Because once you get into mental wealth, you play the game for free. Because if you have to worry about finances or if you have to worry about the structure of finances and you don't have that in play, it's the biggest mistake any king can make. The practical things that I learned from is spend slow, think slow. If you ain't got a plan, you're in trouble.
0: So when someone comes in to see you guys to form that retirement plan, you know, what's involved and how long does that first step usually take?
1: Well, I think, you know, in that uh, interview, he had some good pointers there. I'd say one that jumped out at me was spend slow, think slow. Um, You know, it's been my experience in helping retirees for over 20 years retire. One of the things that I've seen and a couple of the challenges that, you know, people make when developing the plan is, is one, not having a plan. So some people will come in with a nest egg Mm -hmm. and, you know, they'll have a couple hundred thousand saved up and, you know, that's maybe more money than they've seen during their lifetime. And so what they'll want to do is in those early years is they'll want to do all the stuff that they have never had a chance to do, whether it's, you know, go buy that big expensive RV, um, you know, come in and, and, you know, get a bunch of timeshares or, you know, go extravagant lifestyle and spending. And the risk of that is you can quickly run out of money right and you know this money has to last forever i'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy the fruits of your labor but you need to have a plan in place as what they're talking about so spend slow was i think a good takeaway from yes. that and think slow i think is another thing mm-hmm. um you know the the retirement journey if done correctly is gonna be a journey for 20 25 30 plus years You know, we're not trying to make speedboat decisions. We're trying to make slow, calculated decisions that can last throughout all of those years and make slow, smart decisions that can get you to where you need to be. Um, You know, if I think about it, like having a plan in place and what that looks like, when people come in and they visit with us, you know, the first thing that we do in that first visit is have a conversation. You know, in that conversation, we're talking about, you know, what are some of your goals? You know, what's important to you? What have you been working on so far to try to reach those goals? What do you find most challenging about your current financial situation? What are those areas that you'd like to check off of your list in the next year and look to get accomplished? We then we collect that information through our asset manager form and where we're looking at things like their investments to determine how much stress they have in their portfolio, uh, what the outcomes might be, how to optimize the investments. We look at things like their their healthcare related expenses. When you're looking at healthcare, what are the type of things, Scott, that you're talking to people about when helping them map out their healthcare plan?
2: Well, uh, we we always want to talk about what are your maximum out of pocket exposures. You know, one of the things I ask people when they're trying to determine what plan's best for them is one thing I'll say is okay. So if you have a maximum out of pocket at X number of dollars, if you have a catastrophic situation, is that maximum out of pocket going to break the bank? Is that going to cause you to alter your lifestyle and change the way you go on the next couple of years? Uh, If so, then we need to look at a different structure, different strategy for them. Uh, You know, one of the things that Ray said there in that interview that I loved was mental wealth. I mean, that was, I've never really kind of heard that said before, but he said, if you have good mental wealth, then you're basically working for free, man. Your money's working for you, which is, is awesome. But I always like to make sure that my, my clients come in and when they're talking health insurance, just make sure that they understand what plans they have in place and how could they be impacted if they did have that catastrophic loss and and how, where are they going to come up with that money?
0: Again, it's all about having a plan put in place and taking that first step, sitting down and speaking with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. Real easy to get in touch with, real easy to get started. Go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com or pick up the phone, give a call, get on the calendar for the upcoming week, 419-794-3030. Did you happen to notice something the last time that you stayed at a hotel? That would probably be the lack of housekeeping. And Anthony uh, Melchiori, host of the Travel Channel's Hotel Impossible, says there is actually a pretty good reason for that. You
1: will not see your hotel room cleaned every day while you stay there unless you ask for it. Daily housekeeping as we know it is gone. Why is that? One, it's very difficult to find employees today. Two, the increases in wages, the increases in taxes, the increases in funding a hotel, products, supply chain issues. When you check out, your room will obviously get cleaned for the next guest. If you stay more than three or four days, they will come in and they will clean your room.
0: Maybe I misspoke when I said pretty good reason, but that's the reason right there. Uh, Let's talk about housekeeping here (laughs) because retirement plans need housekeeping too. How often do you guys do that, review the plans with clients?
1: Well, you know, I would say as somebody who's been traveling a lot this year, you know, I had a lot of trips that I took in on our industry, just financial services, whether it's economic updates, going out to some of our satellite offices and visiting with them. That trend is absolutely true. No question. Um, actually, to, to pick on myself, uh, we have a jar at the office. So if you, you say or do something dumb, you got to put some money in the jar and then we can use that for lunch money or something <laughs> like that. We were at a at an event down in Florida, and we had, you know, everybody from the office was going to this economic conference. Um, I decided to get the little bigger room, the suite, so, um, you know, we could have people come over and have, you know, sandwiches and whatnot in, in our suite. And uh, they had told me when I checked in that, you know, nobody was going to clean for the couple of days that I was going <laughs> to be there. And I was just... You know really kind of blown back in the fact that i was going to be the place to entertain but nobody was going to clean Uh-oh. up i had to clean up after myself but apparently by saying that i had to add to the jar but that trend is true <laughs> uh, it's hard to get people to come and, and uh, it's it's been more challenging uh, for housekeeping. there's no
2: question well it's just like my last two trips when i went to um texas you know i was there four nights and um I was the housekeeping uh person on my own you know they did not come in the room at all which you know I was there by myself so it wasn't a big deal i didn't have a situation like you know where i was having you know guests come over and that and uh it was just myself and then in pittsburgh it was the same thing i mean nobody came and cleaned our rooms you know we were only there uh uh, two nights but um you know i i get what they're saying like you said chris is that a good good reason Eh, you know i don't know if that's a good reason i don't know that i necessarily agree with it at all but you know it's kind of like with your investments and it's kind of like with your um um, uh, health insurance you know we're coming into aep here in another month and a half and One of the things that I do and and, uh, you'll you know, all my clients will be getting their annual renewal letters and it's a housekeeping, uh, if you will, on their health insurance plans. You know, we've got some things changing in 2023. I need to make everybody aware of those things that are changing and uh, make sure that doctors and hospitals are still in their plans and accepting their plans and their prescriptions are still, uh, if they need updated. You know, these are typical little housekeeping things that I do on an annual basis with all my clients. And if there's something need to be changed, we change it. You know, uh, there again, kind of like the, if you want a review prior to, I don't charge for that maybe the hotels do, but I don't charge for that, but I'm more than willing to help anybody, you know, do a housekeeping prior to the renewal. But like with, in your business with investments, I mean, you definitely need to be on top of that and do a house housekeeping.
1: Yeah. You know, I would say that in the first year of a new relationship, we're usually getting to there, you know, more often. So we're looking at, you know, specific meetings on topics like investment planning, tax planning, estate planning, insurance planning, uh, after that, you know, coming from a family of dentists, I look at it like the, the dental, you know, every six months you should get a checkup. What I would say is the best advice that I could give is, you know, after doing this all these years, those people who want to get and have a review and look at their investments uh, all the time are people that tend to make more short term decisions. Which tend not to work out. So, short term decisions, changing your investment plan and getting together more often, looking at that is uh, somewhat dangerous. At the same time, I run into people that say, Well, you know, I've never looked at my 401k since I set it up. I just kind of put sure. it in place and ha- have never left it. You know, that's like, you know, never cleaning your house. So, the, the best advice I could say is about every six months is when it's good to do a financial housekeeping and mm-hmm. take a look at your investments and, you know, just check it where you're at. The second piece of advice that I could say is, uh, during those times where things aren't normal is also a good time. So it's not normal when we had COVID and the market got a little out of control. It's not normal when you see kind of what the market's been doing so far this year. If you look at those times that things are abnormal, uh, one, talking to a financial professional can help keep you emotionally in check to say, yes, we've looked at it, things are on track. No, we need to slightly change because of X, Y, Z. But again, you don't want to be making decisions moving forward based upon what has already happened. Again, that would be an example of, you know, we're letting your investments go down in the stock market and then getting out of the stock market because you feel uncomfortable uh, and moving to something safe and then missing out on any opportunity to to recover. Um, Instead, what I meant was, you know, in those times of extreme volatility, there's times to take a look at opportunities. So if you go back and listen to our past radio shows, we talked about things like while the stock market was down doing the Roth conversions, Uh, We talked about things like, you know, how to protect your money, yet still be able to be in a position uh, to benefit if and when the market went uh, up. Uh, Before interest rates got out of control, we talked about steps to avoid, you know, having interest rate risk. Uh, We've talked about things like how to take advantage of inflation. Now that inflation is so high, if you haven't taken advantage of I-bonds, there's things that are out there. So using those extremes are ways to look at it as not so much an area of concern, but it's how to turn a crisis into an opportunity.
2: No, and wouldn't you say, I I know when I had a 401K back in the day, um, you know, the employer-sponsored 401K, I don't remember anybody ever coming in saying, hey, um, it's annual review time of your, you know, uh, your your portfolio. Is that still the case? Do you see a lot of 401Ks, you know, employer-sponsored 401Ks, where, like you mentioned, I I haven't looked at it in years. You know, it's just they're doing its thing and, you know, I know at some point I'll have to start getting on top of that, which is not the right thing to do. But is there still are there people that are signing up these employers for 401ks, helping them with the initial enrollment forms and and choosing what uh, different plans they want to invest in and then orphaning them. Is that still the case? Do you find with employer plans?
1: Well, the the first thing I say is I think there's a lot of great financial professionals in our industry, Mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of great financial resources in our industry today. You know, one, it's a matter of making sure that the plan participant or, or even the investor understands what the different tools and resources that are available. But You know, if you look at it, we're a small independent firm, Mm -hmm. you know, so we have less clients, but typically have a deeper relationship with our clients. We like to take care of, you know, one location to have everything taken care of for folks that are close to or in retirement time. You know, on the other hand, if there's some big names in our industry and, you know, don't necessarily need to name names, but, you know, if they have thousands and thousands and thousands of participants in the plan, it does become very difficult to give individual advice uh, especially if you had to call an 800 number, and every time you call an 800 number, it's somebody different that answers the phone. Mm-hmm. They don't know the context of your entire financial picture, right. you know. So they may just be giving you advice on you know what you're answering or how you're answering a series of questions over the phone, and that that may not tell the whole story. So it's a matter of figuring out you know, how does this apply to your situation? So I think, again, there's great tools and resources that are out there. Uh, The bottom line is if you're listening today and, you know, you need a little bit of direction, you wanna get, you know, a second set of eyes on it and you wanna have somebody, you know, gear you in the right way and you feel like your financial house hasn't been cleaned in a while, uh, I'd love to sit down and have a conversation and you know, we can talk about whether it's your health insurance needs or whether it's your retirement plan. Again, when you think retirement, think the retirement guys and America's retirement headquarters and America's Medicare Associates, we can put that stuff together for you.
0: And to get started, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give a call, four one nine-seven nine four-thirty thirty, or go online to America's com. You want to have that Goldilocks approach when it comes to housekeeping and reviewing. You don't want to do it too often. You don't want to do it Not at all. And as Nolan and Scott both mentioned there, think back to, you know, this past year, think back to 2020 when uh, there has certainly been a lot of uh, financial uncertainty. How present was your current professional? Were they in the picture or did you have to track them down or are you still waiting to to hear from them? If it's one of those latter things, pick up the phone and give a call to the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, get a second set of eyes and maybe see what steps, if anything, need to be done at this point. Once again, 419-794-3030. I want to thank you for spending part of your day with us here on the show, here on America's Retirement Headquarters with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. Please have a great week ahead of you. And guys, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word.
1: Yeah, great quote for the week. Uh, Retirement is wonderful. It's doing nothing without worrying about getting caught at it. So have a great weekend and enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Uh, Thanks for tuning in right here on 1370 WSVD. Uh, This is America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys and also America's Medicare Associates. We'll be back same time, same channel right here next week.
0: and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker. Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.